the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. We read the story of the Samaritan woman in the church three times every year. One in the middle of the great land, because it is a story of repentance. And one today in the holy 50 days, because it is a story of resurrection. And also one more in the Pentecost day in the procession prayers, the third procession prayers at the evening of the Pentecost, because this story is about the living water, which is the Holy Spirit, who is the gift of God to mankind. So today is the story of resurrection. The icon of resurrection today, you know, this is the, this is the orthodox icon of resurrection. God is raising Adam and Eve, is raising humanity with him. Because he is the resurrection and life. And each one of us who will hold his hand, he will raise with him. So the Samaritan woman, the Lord passed by her today, and she responded positively to his, uh, to his call, and she was resurrected with him. He passed by her to give her new life, and not only for her, but also to all the, Samir, the people in Samaria. We believe that resurrection is not just an event, but resurrection is a person. When we abide in him, we raise from our death and we have eternal life. When we have fellowship with Christ, he is resurrection. So we are in resurrection. The resurrection is a person not just an event we celebrate for 50 days or so. The Lord passed by the Samaritan woman and he started his talk with her about the gift of God. He said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who is who, <clears throat> who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. <clears throat> so this is the gift of God. Oh, if you knew the gift of God. What is this? What are the characteristics of the gift of God? And what, is, what are the differences between the gift of God and the gifts of this world? At least five characteristics. The gift of God is always free gift, free gift. He is not asking for paying anything back. It is free gift. In the book of Revelation, the, the last chapter of the Bible, the Lord said, let him who thirsts come, whoever thirsts, Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. It is a free gift. Number two, it is priceless. It is priceless. Because in its essence, it is eternal life. 
it is beyond price. And the Lord Jesus said about his sheep, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. The world cannot give us anything like that. Eternal life. So it is a free gift. It is priceless. Also, it is always overflowing in abundance. It is overflowing because God is the lover of mankind and he is so generous. In the Gospel of St. John chapter 3, it is said God does not give the Spirit by measure. Is not giving just by measure. Oh, you, you took before, so let me give another one. No, he will give everyone every day and every moment. Everyone who is preparing his receptors, his heart, his mind, his time, and asking, God will give him without measure. God doesn't give the spirit by measure. Number four, it is unconditional. The gift of God is unconditional. Because God, the Father, is giving, as he said, and the Lord Jesus said in Luke 6 and in Matthew 5, he is kind to the unthankful and the evil, Luke 6. And also in Matthew 5, he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So he's giving without seeing our sins or if we are worthy or not. He is giving. He is generous. So it's a free gift. It is priceless. It is overflowing. And also it is unconditional. Also, the gift of God is full of love, full of love. He does not throw his gifts to us like that. Just take and go away. No. His gifts is, also, is always a gift out of love, out of care. He gives us from his heart. He said in John, in John 15, Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. So he gives us his spirit, his body and his blood. He gave us to be members in his body through baptism. We all baptized into one body to be members in his body. When we hear about someone who is have a baptism or so, we say, Congratulations for this grace, Mabruk and Na'ma. What is this grace? The grace of being children of God, being member in the body of Christ, being member of the kingdom. So we say congratulations. He gives us his spirit in the sacrament of chrismation as well. So this is the gift of God. What should we do in front of this love, in front of these gifts? How should we react to this gift of God? Number one, we have to receive and repent and work 
on this gift to 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 give fruits in our life otherwise we will be like the man who took the talent and buried it so when we take the gift of God we should invest we should repent we should change our life the story of today is the story of repentance the Samaritan woman changed his her life completely and also the Pauline epistle of today St. Paul's St. Paul is talking about what's after baptism what's after receiving the gift of God if you died with Christ in the baptism you have to die for this world if you and this is the 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 Pauline epistle today I will I picked some verses if then you were raised with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God set your mind on things above not on the th on things on the earth what's else if you died with Christ in the baptism therefore put to death your members which are on the earth fornication uncleanness passion evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which before baptism in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them this is the past life no returning back to this past life you yourselves once walked when you lived in them but now you yourselves are to put off all this put off all these anger wrath malice blasphemy filthy language filthy language out of your mouth do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man this is called the old man the features of the old nature is called the old man so put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge day by day we feed our spiritual man by the word of God by the sacraments so this is the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him which is the Lord Jesus Christ himself and be fruitful therefore let's continue therefore as the elect of God holy and beloved put on tender mercies kindness humility meekness long-suffering bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another even as Christ forgave you so you also must do but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful all these virtues should be the the fruits of the gift of God and he continued 
few more verses, St. Paul. He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. To be fruitful, we have to feed yourself with the word of God. Let the, well, the word of God dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Well, what is this? When you meet together, share these good things together. Share with, your, with, with each other songs, hymns, psalms, verses of the Bible. Meditate on this and share this. When you gather together, when you visit each other, share with each other the verses of the Bible the biographies of the biographies of the saints the experience of of you with god as the samaritan woman shared her experience with the people of of her city this is the fruits of the gift of god that he has given us so we have so we have to check ourselves are we sharing this when when we come together, when we visit each other, or sharing some gossip, or sharing some alcohol, or sharing talking against people from their back, or sharing bad reputation. What we are sharing in our meetings is advising us today to share the good things, the hymns, the psalms, the verses, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Are we sharing this in the epistle to the Corinthians, the first epistle, chapter 14? He said, when you meet together, that everyone has a psalm or has a verse or has a good news, have a good thing to share. And let everything be for edifying each other, for edifying each other, not to encourage each other to talk about people gossiping or drinking or, oh, what is this? We are the children of God. We left back all these, these things we can't judge people or, or do bad stuff like that. We repented, we changed our direction and our lie and our way to be with God and sharing with one another psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. So this is our new life when we receive the gift of God. And we saw this life in the behavior of the Samaritan woman. So if we say that the Samaritan woman is the icon of the resurrection today, there will be a question here. 
Did the signs of resurrection appear in her life after she met with Christ? The answer is yes. At least four signs were manifested in her life after meeting with Christ. Number one, the aban she abandoned her old life. She left her old life completely. And this is the sign of resurrection. Sign of resurrection means the dead man left the tomb. Left the tomb. She abandoned her old life and she dropped all the old bad habits. And she left her water pot even. She left the water pot and went to serve and to preach and to be a missionary. Okay, so she left her old life. This is one sign. Number two, the fear disappeared. She used to come in the middle of the day, no one is there to avoid seeing anyone. Because she, she was shy, she was embarrassed by their life, by, by her life. And now she's going from door to door, knocking, asking them, come and see. Is this the, the, the Messiah? He told me all what I have done. Come and see him. She was shouting in the streets, asking people to come. Oh, what is this? The fear disappeared. And the courage started to manifest and be noticeable in her life. And she had new heart touched by life and by God's love. So she resurrected with the Lord and she is not fear anymore. Not afraid from anyone in, in the country. She, she, was, she was very courageous to invite people to meet Christ. Number three, she did not stop speaking about Christ. This is one of the most important signs of resurrection. She did not stop speaking about Christ, who gave her life, who liberated her from the path of straying. Many of the Samaritan women of that city believed in him. This is what, is, what we have just heard. Many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. She was continuously testifying about the Lord. She testified, he told me all that I ever did. For, and, and at the end, they heard her, they listened, but they met with Christ as well. And at the end, they said, for we cannot but speak, we, we, we don't believe because of your, of your words only, but we now believe that this is Christ, the, the Savior of the whole world. So if someone is touched by God's love and felt the life inside him, and he is resurrected from the tomb and become new in Christ, he will not be able to stop speaking. Like the apostles, when they bid them 
when they scourged them. They said, we can't but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So the signs of resurrection, because we need to check ourselves if these signs are manifested in our life or not. We leave the old life and not return back to it. Number two, no fear, but there is courage. And number three, we will not stop speaking about Christ. Number four, real change in the direction. Real change in the direction, in the attention, and in our activities. We will be Christ's focus. We will be active members in his body. Complete change as the Samaritan woman's life is changed. So she became a good servant, a great missionary. She could convince all the people in her city to come and to meet with Christ. Because her words were out of love to Jesus and a result of a personal experience with the Lord. If we want to be fruitful servants, we need this kind of love and personal experience with the Lord. We have to have quite time. We have to focus on in the liturgy while we are praying. We have to have good time with the Psalms, with the Word of God, to feel God's love and to have an experience. So we will serve out of experience. At the end, all the people in the city believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is Christ, the Savior of the whole world. So what a great missionary, this Samaritan woman. So as a conclusion, our Lord Jesus Christ is the living water who is passing by us today, knocking on the doors of our hearts and waiting for us to open to him. So he enters and gives us eternal life as he gave to this Samaritan woman. He said in the book of Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him as he did with the Samaritan woman and dine with him and he with me and glory be to God forever. Amen. Uh -huh.